we were born and then life happened and as life happened we picked up these little demons and no I don't mean the demons that we see on the movies with the little points coming out of the head I mean the things that continue to attack our hope our purpose our ability to love or to trust these things these situations that put us in our little box and cause us to isolate in some way shape or form but our next guest she's figured out which demons she's fighting and outward looking in she's misunderstood let's take a listen I started my cleaning company back in 2015. Um, I used to rap, but after like moving to LA, trying to chase the rap career, um, being behind the scenes, it made me realize that that wasn't the lifestyle I wanted. Um, so I ended up moving back home, um, started the cleaning company, and it took off from there. Um, so I'm about seven years in now. Um, I have two kids, three and nine-year-olds. So being a mom now, uh, mompreneur as I call it, uh, it's definitely a whole new world. It's definitely teaching me a lot of responsibility and then things that I didn't even know that I was struggling with until I had to start facing my demons, um, you know, just going along the journey. You talk about facing demons. How did this book process come along and how has that allowed you space to really reflect on who you were and who you're becoming? So the book journey started when um, I slowly started getting into therapy and just unraveling the trauma that I was going through. Um, I didn't realize that I was dealing with a sex addiction and um, abandonment issues and BPD, uh, borderline personality disorder. Uh, so all of this was being revealed within the last couple of years. So I'm like, I need to put this into a book. I need to just tell my testimony. And I know there was, I know there's other women who's probably struggling with the same things, but kind of just scared because no one wants to walk around saying like, oh, I have borderline personality disorder or a sex addiction. And, you know, it's, it's very uh, hard to even admit something like that. But now I'm very open with um, the things I struggle with, because like I said, I know that God kind of gave it to me as um, a thorn to help other women pick out of their, their skin. You just said a lot. I'm just going to get a little deep. <laughs> you just said a lot. So how, what tapped you into therapy? And then going through the motions of like discovering yourself, how did you kind of hold on to not giving it all up as you learned more about what you were struggling with? I came across therapy because at first um, I didn't know what I was dealing with. And I, I just knew something was wrong because I was dealing with um, significant up and down mood swings where I'm a Gemini, so I thought it was because of that where I'm like, okay, maybe it's just astrology, you know, the, the multiple sides of being a Gemini. Um, but as I kept, you know, going deeper, I realized, like, no, this is way further than astrology signs. Um, this was something in, in rooted in me where um, I had to figure out how to talk about it and vent um, and not try to suppress it because for a while I just didn't um, talk about it with anyone. So um, I met a therapist who... Binda, uh, I've been speaking with her for the past three, four years, and she kind of just took me on this whole journey of like, okay, let's start from your childhood. You know, this is why you're dealing with uh, fear of abandonment issues, fear of rejection. This is how the sex addiction started because you were trying to fill the void from, you know, not feeling the love or whatever um, affection you were craving as a child. So now you were looking for it in men. Um, the borderline personality disorder kind of just came um, about where 
just still trying to figure out where that kind of still what trauma kind of led to that. But I think it it kind of all ties in um, with the sex addiction as well, because people with borderline personality disorder, they find some type of vice to um, to kind of just, uh, you know, fill the void. So either you can binge on like food or spend a lot of money or have sex a lot. So my advice was sex. How is that now when you talk about your advice being sex and like all the stuff that you're trying to do and also, you know, be honest with where you stand? Like, how do you cope in between, I guess? So thanks to therapy, I've actually, I would like to say I'm a recovered sex addict because I don't crave it as much as I used to. I don't resort to it now. I found new outlets as far as like playing basketball. That's a random hobby I just picked up. Um, writing, I still like to rap, but I don't pursue it as a career. I just kind of just use it as a way to just express myself. As weird as this sound, uh, with a, I love to clean, which is why I started a cleaning company. So that's kind of been my way of being therapeutic for me um, whenever I just feel stressed out or feel like I need advice to resort to instead of sex. Mm-hmm. So now just... I will say within the past year, I've been doing much better. Um, it still have those moments where the mood swings kind of just take you on a whole whirlwind where you just want to say F everything and just go back into your old ways. But listen to a lot of self-development um, podcasts and sermons, you know, getting reconnected with God. I think a lot um, of my problems kind of rooted from when I tried to step outside of God and thought I could just do it by myself. So now he's like slowly like, all right, come back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, now that I've, I've I've been fasting as of October 1st for a month, like no social media, no sex, no smoking weed, no liquor, um, just fasting and just getting deeper into my word and trying to build back up my spiritual. Um, so that's been helping a lot too. What have you learned in that? I think about, I always do like a harvest fast at the end of the year, mm-hmm. um, month of November. And every year that I've done it, it's been something that's been like the standout message for me to like receive and to apply going into, I say after harvest, the new year starts for Mm -hmm. me. So what have you seen in these last 15 days where you're like, man, I needed to receive that a long time ago? So forth, not looking for validation outside of myself, not always trying to Specifically men, uh, for whatever reason, men was always my my most toxic uh, addiction where I like always wanted to feel validated by them. And if they ever uh, rejected me or any type of way, it would make me feel less of less worthy of myself. Mm-hmm. So the last 15 days kind of just been forcing me to just isolate myself and deal with the, the good and the bad of myself and just accepting it all and saying this is me. Um, and being able to love myself, you know, regardless of my downfalls and being okay with it. You know, I, I tried to put on a facade that I was just this perfect person for so long where now that I'm finally breaking all of that off of me where anybody that comes to my life now after this harvest season of mm-hmm. fasting, they'll get to see the authentic me and be able to say, hey, okay, this is the good and bad of you. I, I, you know, this is what it is. I love it, you know, right. or they they might not like it, but regardless, um, I know that I'm, I'm worth uh, more than anything and I don't need anybody else to tell me that now. Valid. When I started that journey, I needed people 
I didn't think I needed people, but those little whispers along the way helped me to keep going and not get discouraged or not get disgusted by like my own actions Mm -hmm. or past who, not necessarily like in names, but like, how has your circle encouraged you to keep going through this journey of like growth? I have about three solid people in my circle where I know no matter what I go through, no matter how bad my attitude is or whatever, I can always run to them and they'll, you know, bring me in with no judgment and, you know, they'll tell me about myself. They'll tell me the truth. But right after that, they'll just help me like pick myself back up and be like, all right, start again. Like it's, it's a new day. Like, yeah, you might, might have messed up yesterday or the day before, but today's a new day. What can you do differently? So they always hold me accountable for my actions. And that's, that's honestly been a lifesaver because Again, you try to do it alone, but you realize like you can't, you know, no one, everyone needs some type of backbone to lean on, some shoulder to lean on. Um, so yeah, my, my three solid circle been, been solid. <laughs> it's so interesting listening to you after like not having a conversation with you for so many years. When I first reached out, I didn't really know what the theme would be or the topic. And then I was thinking about it again this morning, like what's the focus, right? Mm-hmm. And the word that came is misunderstood. Wow, that's crazy. That's amazing. Uh, so funny story, uh, honesty moment. Last night I actually had a breakdown, which is why I'm wearing shades now. Um, I had like a severe mental breakdown where I just I couldn't stop crying. I was just again it just come with the borderline personality disorder where you don't know what you're sad about. Sometimes it just just things will just come. Something will trigger you, and you just have these complete meltdowns. So uh, last night I just started crying and I, I felt misunderstood. That was the that was the thing that um, I think kind of triggered me because I was I was trying to talk to uh, a guy previously where I didn't think he understood like he couldn't understand me if he if he wanted to and it made me so frustrated because it's like you know I really liked him and he kind of just ghosted me in a way. So it made me just feel you know like completely it, it, it took me back into that. Um, feeling unworthy again um, and feeling misunderstood. So, you know, this morning I almost canceled this interview because I'm like, I just, I don't feel it. I just want to lay in bed. I just want to be a sad. And I'm like, you know what? No, pick your shit up, get yourself together, go to this interview and speak, speak. And, you know, whoever is listening or might hear this in the future, like maybe whoever's feeling misunderstood in their season of their life at the moment can kind of hear this and, and understand that you don't need to keep looking outside of yourself to get some type of understanding, you know, process your emotions and understand yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. and forget all the other people that just will probably never understand you. Mm -hmm. What do you say to someone who's younger? I mean, and you are breathtakingly beautiful and you Uh feel what you feel. How do you fight that? Because people are always going to look at you and say, how could you feel that way? You look amazing. Mm -hmm. But like insert inside, still be hungry for more substance around that. Uh, What I would say to younger women uh, specifically, I mean, men too, but women uh, specifically, God is literally your only way to really, and whatever your God is, I I don't want to put too much religious in this, but um, religion in it, but whether you believe in the universe, the higher source, uh, Allah, whatever you believe in, you have to lean on something bigger than you and, and uh, take from that energy because there's no way. I, 
you know, you would look at me and be like, oh, damn, you look like you have it all, you know, beauty, money, whatever. Um, but deep down, everyone's fighting some type of demon that they that they can't really escape until they fulfill that void with the higher source. So, yeah, that's my biggest uh, advice. Just stay connected to self and, and God as much as you can. What has your relationship been like spiritually, like growing up? Was there ever a consistent present or is it just like when you seek, you find and when you retreat and go your way, you go your way? Uh, for as long as I re- can remember, God always been holding me accountable. He he never would let me fit in. Like uh, as even as a teenager going to high school with kids that were much freer than I was, able to go to parties, able to um, just do a lot of ran- uh, regular teenage stuff, you know. And God would always condemn me immediately, you know, and I will always ask my friends, like, y'all don't, y'all don't like feel like, mm-hmm. or like, you know, I was always mature at like 12, 13, 14 years old. And none of my other friends, they were just like, no, we're young. We're supposed to make, do stuff like this. Like we're supposed to make mistakes. But for whatever reason, God would never let me just be, okay, I'm young. So I get a pass. Like he will always, Hey, you know, this is not right. You know, you know, I'm calling you to something higher. Like, you know, get back on, get back in alignment. So, uh, yeah, for the, for as long as I can remember, my spirituality has always been there. It's just now that I'm older, um, it's starting to really like, okay, there's no way around it. Like you're going to have to either get in line or her get out. You know, there's no in between, you know, people who play in the middle of the street, uh, get ran over. So he's, he's always told me like, pick a side. Right. Mm-hmm. That's big facts. What do you think your purpose lies or what do you know? I feel like you know that I'm not even going to give you <laughs> think. What do you know your purpose lies? Well, that's funny because uh, I still am trying to figure out my ultimate purpose. I know obviously um, it has something to do with serving others. Um, I have a big I have a big soft spot for single mothers specifically. Um, m- mostly my cleaning company. Um, I have like uh, a donation where I donate free cleans for single moms because I know that, you know, half the times they can't afford half of the things that they want to buy for themselves. But people don't understand that cleanliness is the closest thing to God. So my way of giving back to single moms is like, okay, hey, I know you can't afford this, but let me come into your life and cleanse your house so that at least when you're going through stress outside, you can at least come back home to a clean space. Um, and I, th- I think that kind of has a lot to do with my purpose where just helping people find peace of mind into their sanctuary by it through cleanliness. Um, but outside of that, serving others, you know, um, showing, be- being the display of infinite love. You know, once we all realize that we're all connected, we're all one, we'll eliminate the envy, the envious, the, uh, you know, just all this petty you know drama that people just have amongst each other especially women if you like you can go and walk into a room and you can feel the the awkward stares that women give you just because they don't know you but all because you're beautiful they like oh this b-i-t-c-h thinks she better than us or you know it's just always that I, I um i get that vibe a lot wherever i meet new people so i try to come in and um switch it where it's like hey like how are you i know you don't know me but like you know let let me loosen up my personality so that you can feel comfortable to loosen up yours you know so i think that's uh, another part of my purpose is helping women understand that we on teams not not divided right you said um giving back to single mothers you yourself being a single mother Mm -hmm. what has been the biggest challenge being alone (laughs) not having a man uh you know you see so many other women with help you know married um, so when you're a single mom, you, you have this yearning for a spiritual connection with another person, you know, but 
you know, until that season happens, you kind of just have to find other ways to fulfill that void by finding passions, finding your purpose and all that. So that's been the biggest struggle for sure. Not having my husband yet. (laughs) Yet. See, yet. You've said a lot and you do have a lot of wisdom uh, for your age. What do you want to share that you weren't able to touch on? Yeah, I I think um, pretty much just connect the self. That's the biggest thing. So I always, this book was in a cabin. And I ordered it that I went to for one of my retreats and I ordered it on Amazon. So at the end, I just flip open the book and I read. It's about it's all centered around different types of trees, trees I've never heard of. So I'm going to read this to you and then you tell me what you feel after hearing this. Let it go. European box. Trees get bumps, bruises, knock bets, too. And while they may not be able to move, they know how to move on. Rather than wasting energy trying to fix a damaged part or fight an infection, a tree seals off the area so it doesn't affect the rest of the healthy tissue. And the European box is the master, is the past master. It doesn't worry about the twigs, it's lost. In fact, it redistributes all of the growing hormone, which means it grows even brushier and stronger which makes it perfect, which makes it the perfect hedge if you're into this kind of thing. So what I take from that is actually a message that I always need to hear over and over again. Um, let it go and not not obsessing over things that had to that came with an expiration date. You know, a lot of um, so with borderline personality disorder, we tend to obsess over anything that goes wrong because we have fear of abandonment. So anytime anyone leaves my life, I, I tend to obsess over like, why did they leave? What's wrong with me? Why didn't they love me? What what can I have done better? How can I get them back? Listening to that, it kind of just like, well, let it go. You know, it came in, it came and went, you know, don't let that one incident or whatever incident hold you back and block you from the other beautiful aspects of things that that are that is happening in your life that's solid and being okay with it being okay with it i just love how every one of these yeah that's deep. That, that it would, <laughs> out of all things yeah. um it's always like very timely to whichever one i pull and i try to mark when i pull it well thank you for your time These stories, they connect us. Celebrities are human too. The ultimate question, what was the journey like to freedom? Wait, freedom is different perspectives. Everyone heals differently. Life and legacy are complex and beauty feels good when it's freeing. We see these individuals everywhere. We see family and friends daily, but do we really see them? Their thoughts, their grief, their pain or struggles. Healing is being strong. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he'll help you catch your breath. Remember to breathe. You're stronger than you think. Make sure you follow Invisible Beauty on all social channels at I am Invisible Beauty. Until next time, this is Invisible Talks Pod. I'm Tyra Eland.